0: Welcome to a new episode of the Cartridge Club where we discuss our game of the month with members of the Cartridge Club community. If you have played along, you can always share your own experiences in the forums at cartridgeclub.org and in our community discord or across social media by using the hashtag playalongwithprime. My name is Ryan, aka it's Rocket Sauce, and I'm one of the hosts for this show. Here with me is my co-host Joe, aka Musty Hobbit. How you doing, buddy? I'm great,
1: Ryan. Thank you for doing that wonderful intro, and I hope you're having a great summer. How, how are things with you going this summer so far? Things are good, man. Things are good. Yeah, so we, we decided to do something we haven't done before for this month, right? Yes, sir. We're playing the superhero game. Yes, sir. So this month, we decided, well, we decided uh, to play a Batman Arkham City. And Ryan, this was, this was one of your choices, right? Yep, it was one of my
0: choices. Um, so why
1: why why did we pick Arkham City of all, of all the Batman games that
0: we could have? Because you did, did a video a while back, Musty. Uh, and I know this repeats a little bit kind of what we said last month with Uncharted 2. But you uh, made a video a while back saying that you've never played any Arkham games. And it was kind of like on your uh, want the playlist. And I love the Arkham series. So, spoiler alert, it's, this isn't my first go around with the game. I love the franchise. Uh, I played them all. Love them all and Arkham City is my favorite in the series. I've I've sold people on this franchise by having them play Arkham City first. Well, very good. Well, I am I'm look forward to having this
1: discussion with you, but we have some guests here. So do you want to tell us who we have with us here today?
0: Absolutely. So this month, we have Jason from Corpse Flood Gaming. Jason, how's it going, buddy? Pretty great. How are you guys? I'm great. Awesome. Thanks for being here, man.
2: No problem. Uh, perfect time to have me on. I'm a huge, huge Batman fan. So I feel like
0: I got something to contribute here. Awesome. Also, we have one of the founders from the very Game Exchange. We have Chris Nintendo Hodge. How you doing, buddy?
3: I am doing awesome. I'm very glad to be here. And let me just uh, get this out of the way. <clears throat> I'm
0: Batman. Oh, boy. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, and I think, to those of you who are actually watching us live, we actually have three Batmans here. <laughs> um, We're all Batmans. <laughs> <that's right. laughs> but yeah, uh, really looking forward to sharing this with you guys, so I'm glad to have you here, two first-timers, for, as far as being podcast guests, so thank you uh, for taking the time to join us as we talk about this game. And one of the things we do before we talk about the game is I like to do a little thing that we call The Breakdown. The <laughs> Breakdown. Batman Arkham City is a 2011 action-adventure game developed by Rocksteady Studios and is the sequel to 2009's Arkham Asylum. Arkham City is an open-world action game that incorporates elements of stealth and predator tactics and focuses on Batman's imprisonment in Arkham City, a sprawling new super prison encompassing Old Gotham City, the original Asylum, Blackgate Prison, and a wide variety of iconic locations and Gotham City landmarks, in total an area five times that of the first game. Kevin Conroy returns in his role voicing the Cape Crusader as he aims to stop Hugo Strange and an unknown operation codenamed Protocol 10. When it's discovered that the Joker is ailing from the events of Arkham Asylum, Batman seeks him out, in the process being captured and poisoned with the Joker's tainted blood. In search of a cure for this unknown ailment, Batman crosses paths with notable members of his rogues gallery, including the Penguin, Mr. Freeze, Ra's al Ghul, and more, eventually unraveling the secrets behind Protocol 10, alleviating his own sickness, and being there to see the end of his longtime nemesis. Or did he? Arkham City's popularity is evidenced by holding the title of best selling superhero game of all time for eight years, only until it was surpassed by 2018's Spider Man for PlayStation 4 only last week. It also remains the highest rated game released in 2011, according to Metacritic. So with that kind of fan response, we're bound to hear some positives today, but let's see what everyone has to say about the Bat's second Arkham adventure.
2: Well, um, I'm in agreement with Ryan that this is the pinnacle of Batman games, of honestly, pretty much of superhero games altogether. It flows perfectly from Arkham Asylum and just continues the story and, and improves in pretty much every way possible, I believe. The new added tweaks to his fighting style, his gadgets, the more open world of Arkham City is a is a opposed to the kind of claustrophobic feel at times of Arkham Asylum. But this is not without its claustrophobic feelings too. But I find just in all ways this is a better game. Just the twists and turns that it takes, the way they handle his sidekicks and everything is just. Pretty awesome overall, and I like the way it kind of just fleshes out the whole idea that was started in Arkham Asylum and continues into Arkham Knight. And uh, yeah, it, it just is basically the perfect representation of Batman in every way. I
1: think that's great. And and you've played the entire series. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah,
2: so a lot of people can. A lot of people count these three and maybe Origins, but I count all six names that have Arkham in the name, like Asylum, City, Knight, Origins, VR, and Blackgate. But uh, yes, and I've wore the Batman masks the entire time through five of the six games because <laughs> the Batman mask won't fit on under the VR goggles.
1: Yes, I should, I should say you are sporting that mask here tonight. So thank you again for your thoughts there uh chris (laughs) this was your first time with with arkham city correct correct so i
3: played arkham origins or sorry arkham asylum back in the day when it was first released thoroughly enjoyed it don't know if it's because it's been so long since i've touched a batman game but i did not enjoy this one as much i recall really really enjoying arkham asylum this one I did keep comparing it to Spider-Man, unfortunately. And I know there is a big difference between when the games were released and the style of games there. I mean, I just, I don't know, I kept comparing it to Spider-Man over and over again going Spider-Man did that better, Spider-Man did that better, I don't know why. So I didn't quite enjoy it as much as everybody else. I did grow to love it more as I played through it. Like I started really, really low, not enjoying it, not liking it. And as things progressed and I played more, I'm like, okay, I like this aspect of it. And I liked the story. And it kind of, as I eased into the gameplay mechanics and that, I did start to enjoy it more. But overall, I think I preferred Asylum over City.
1: Okay. That's good. Well, We'll get into some of the details as far as like how you, how you made that designation. But yeah, uh, appreciate you being here. And Ryan, what do you have to
0: say to that? What are your overall thoughts about Arkham City? I still love it. I still think it's my favorite game in the franchise. There's little things that I think each game in the franchise does well. I can't speak for Blackgate, because I've yet to play that one, but I think there's something that all of these do well, so much so that you've seen it, these games influence other games down the road, like Spider-Man, and um, those Shadow of Mordor games with the combat is very similar to it, and the same field. it's copy-paste, but that's mm-hmm. in the best ways. So. I, I don't know if this is like, can be almost considered its own genre, right? I mean the combat kind of. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Like it's kind of the uh, Arkham style or Batman style game. Uh, that's right. the only way I compare. It. Like when I saw Spider Man, I'm like that is Arkham, right to a T. But uh, it's just I don't know. It's I don't know if it's it started its own kind of genre now because I I could see the influences going forward. But do you know. feel
1: like there was some kind of influence from from like Assassin's Creed in this? You know, same kind in some. Ways, I, I, I guess, not as much of a direct comparison, but if we're going to start calling them Arkham games. Like, are there really aspects that, that pulled out from there? I would
2: say, uh, speaking of Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, uh, I would call those a blend of Arkham City and Assassin's Creed, almost like a perfect blend because there's more okay. parkour and like the. You know the different type of climbing there isn't you uh, know like a crazy amount of climbing it's more just like grapple to a ledge climbing or as as opposed to like hand hand grips on a tower to climb up it okay uh, i would say but i def I definitely would uh would say they both influence
1: they are they they all kind of become a, a, a amalgamation of each other yeah
2: like an open world
1: action game yeah there you go there you go yeah so so for me this was the first time for me playing uh, playing any Arkham game. I actually did not play Asylum before this. I had entirely skipped this series up until this point, as Ryan had mentioned in the beginning. And uh, I came into this having already played other games that have done some of the same things. And so I, as Chris has said, uh, may unfairly judge some of these things because I have played other games that have improved upon the mechanics. Now, I try as we've tried in previous months on this show to play this in the lens of like, here's when it came out. It's just not something that we can all, like I can't entirely shut out my experiences with a game like Spider-Man, like that just isn't isn't possible. And so there were aspects of this game that I felt were lacking because of that. Although I have to realize that it's, you know, if you played Mario three before you played Mario one, then Mario one is going to feel like a stunted version of that game.
2: Well, the uh, big elephant in the, sorry, the big elephant yeah. in the room, I would say with this is definitely the traversal, whereas oh, like, sure. you, you would use the grapple to speed up and and traverse the city, and for sometimes you would just be clicking the grapple button and being like, there's a building right in front of me, grapple it, whereas Spider-Man, there's never something that you can't swing off of. That's definitely a, a big one I would say Spider-Man has over this. I found it frustrating through uh, both, uh, basically from city on, because uh, asylum didn't have too much where you needed to worry about that because of the smaller world. But that's definitely a big thing that's been improved upon.
1: Yeah, and and so that's one of the big distinguishing factors between the first two games in this uh, franchise, the Arkham franchise, right? This open world environment. So I, I want to ask you guys, and and uh, and and Chris, I want to start with you. What what did you think? of the city itself
3: so the city i i thought it fit what a batman city should look like like thinking back to like the original batman uh movie the movie okay right compared to the movie like this is definitely a dark it's a batman style city the way it's laid out with all the different bad guys kind of in their own areas and stuff and they have their own flair in that area i liked that but i thought that's a negative because i found it hard Navigating around the city because of that aspect of it, we we may touch on this a little bit later. But I found I had to have detective mode on pretty much all the time while I was playing the game to try to figure out where I was going to navigate around the city.
1: Interesting. Was that was that more because things just looked similar, or was that because things were kind of just was there a different reason?
3: More dark. I just found it dark. Okay, darkness. Trying to find where doors were or where locations were like the mini map would say, okay, you need to go to this location here. So I would follow that mini map here. And then I would have trouble finding where I needed to go after that.
2: I kept it in detective mode a lot just for like, you know, secrets. Oh, there's a, there's something I can interact with something like that. But as far as the mini map goes, I, I, I totally get it. Cause I remember playing it for the first time, but the, the bat signal kind of, with the arrows makes it a little bit easier, but sometimes you can't
0: see it because there'll be yeah. like building in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the compass kind of help, helps with that though. Yeah. A little okay. bit where like, if you, I mean, if you can't see the generally, if you fi- follow the compass, which is at the top of the screen, they tell you where to go, but I, I see your point for me with my, we're going to talk about detective mode here. I think that's been, it's almost always stuck on for me because and I want to say it's been stuck on me since Asylum. Uh, it's, it was kind of a neat mode. It, it's a little, little bit of a game breaker. I don't know if it's so much a game breaker, but it's one of those things where it's it's nice to see behind walls and kind of plan your attack a little bit, you know. And yeah, and like I generally like, use it to map out, looking for stuff flying over the city. If I'm looking for a specific person or like someone talking, like there's a robbery happening or someone, you know, someone's gonna get jumped. I'm like, where is that coming from? And then I'll see, see like a little. I guess little voice box popping above him, so I kind of get the clue to go that way. It, it just becomes a thing where I, I forget to turn it off. I can, uh, I will know if I'm going into combat, flying in the combat, I will flick it off because I don't need it. But it's, it's one of those things where I, I get so comfortable with it on, I, I forget to turn it off.
2: Yeah, same here. Yeah, I'm, I also turn it off because it actually almost makes it harder to fight because mm-hmm. you won't see the little lines above someone about to attack you. You'll mm-hmm. just See a bunch of skeletons, (laughs) and uh, yeah, it's uh... it's
1: also hard to gauge which enemy type. Right, like toward the end, you get some variety of enemy types, and and we'll get into some of the some of the combat uh, in 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 a bit there. But yeah, I, I totally see your point there, Jason. Let me ask you how how well do you think the game pulled off the the whole Arkham? in Gotham cityscape? Like was there, were there things that impressed you about the city or, or or were there aspects that, that disappointed you about how they implemented that? Well,
2: besides the like grapple thing that we just discussed, I think it was done pretty perfectly. There was lots of landmarks and little nods to the comics and, you know, characters, like even crime alley where Batman's parents were killed. You can go there and you can lay a rose down where they died and it's actually achievement, but, uh. That's one of the
0: first games that does the pay, press extra pay respects.
2: Yeah, and you just <laughs> stand there. You stand there, and it circles around you and plays sad music. <laughs> so if you're feeling like, oh, I don't know, maybe I should just give it up. You can just go there and get your uh, get your stride back. But yeah, just the amount of little references and Easter eggs in the game. I think it's just absolutely perfect.
1: Excellent. Good. No, no, that's great. Yeah, I, I have to echo a lot of your sentiments, Chris. You, you brought up how there's some little touches for each of the sort of areas, right? You have the area, the, the area in particular that that calls out to me in that is the Joker's area. There's lots of neon. There's lots of um circus type effects and little, little sort of. Actually, fun I have the neon lights. Like, like fun Yeah, house. yeah. I mean, like so it just fun house. Yeah. If, It felt like something that, it felt like a place that he and that character would just feel comfortable in. But yes, yes, very, very, very well done there. Now, obviously, getting around the city is important. And Jason, you already kind of alluded to the the, the grappling aspect with uh, Batman. But I do want to call out one little thing that we got from our Facebook group, from Matthew Browning, who mentioned, he said, Okay, I love everything about Batman Arkham City, except, are you kidding me? Batman can't swim at all? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I I appreciate him calling that out. Uh, I, I only once or twice ever got out to the point where I was actually near the water enough to where that ended up being a problem, but... Alas, from that aside, and again, thank you for the comments uh, on the on the new Facebook group that's really been booming. Uh, appreciate the people discussing the game over there as well. Uh, but the big thing ab- about getting around Arkham is obviously the methods by which uh, any of the playable characters get through the city. So I wanted to ask Ryan. I want to start with with you. Like, how did you feel about the traversal, and how did wh-
0: did you have like special methods that you use to get around the city quickly? I, I love traversing through the city. It's one of the my one of my favorite parts about the game, aside from the combat. Uh, I love just gliding over it. It's one thing that Asylum doesn't have so much. I mean, you can still glide from the top of the building, but I for more of a Batman feel for me, I kind of always picture Batman on top of skylines or whatever and just dropping down or gliding through the city. And I, I love the fact that you can go pretty fast in this one, too. I do a lot of dive bombing and then pulling back up. And just that gives you some serious flying distance, if you will. One more thing that I forgot about, and I know I had it. Uh, it took me a while to remember how to get it. And it's the um, enhanced uh, grapple speed that makes you just fly so much faster. You'll, you'll fly off. And the way you get it is by going through the four basic augmented reality uh, Bat- Batman Glide trainings. Uh, they're pretty simple. I wish I didn't wait so long in the game to do it because I love gliding through the city as fast as possible. The fast traversal makes the game even more fun for me. And so, yep. Ryan, this was something that I didn't get in my playthrough. But as you were explaining
1: it to me, like when when we're grappling through the city, we're finding an anchor point and we're zipping up there as if we hit it with our mm-hmm. grapple gun and, and we're zipping up to that point and like perching there. But with that modifier to the grapple, you actually launch from there, right? Is, yeah. is that, am, am I right in my understanding there? Yeah, yeah. If,
0: it's, if it's far enough away, you do. Yeah, yeah, okay. you, you, slight distance and you have to kind of mash X on the PlayStation. I, is that A on the the Xbox? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. it's a, So yeah, like if you want to go faster, so it gives you the choice. You don't have to go fast. Like if you're trying to be like stealthy, you don't have to do it. But for the sake of you just want to fly, like if you're trying to do the Victor Zaz side mission, it makes it a little bit easier actually i should say it makes it a lot easier because you just fly as fast yeah. as possible
3: so so to me i think that's something that they should have worked into the story and made you do that to get that ability because i had no idea about that till you just told me and i think that would have helped my gameplay experience enjoyed a lot more so they should have worked that into the story where you needed that for whatever portion of the mission to to do maybe even the victor's as one or whatever mm-hmm um because i think i would have enjoyed it a lot more having that ability i found the traversing around it was like what jason said already where you, you're falling oh come on grab onto something grab onto something and just before I hit the ground okay i grabbed that roof boom i'm up and, and went as well with the dive bombing i eventually doing the the racial ghoul trial that's where i learned about doing that dive bombing and i did start to use it more then and it did help but i i found the traversing that probably would have made it a lot better
0: I think they give it to a night, I think they give it to you right away, I can't speak for origins off the top of my head, but I believe in night because that's like, they use it like as a, I think a thing to launch yourself out of the Batmobile faster. I think they realize like people like this a lot. Let's give it to them.
2: Yeah, it's definitely needed, especially for like you said, the, the Zazz missions when you got like a minute and a half to pretty much get across the
0: whole city. It, it's doable. It's doable because I did it this time without it because I couldn't remember what it was until I started just going after all the side missions in the game. This is this is how? And I'm like, oh. It was, I felt like a horse's patoot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but because uh, if I remember that from the beginning, I would go for that right away. First, that's my number one recommendation. If you're going to play this game, do those. So again, four- that's the
1: yeah. AR missions.
0: Yeah. Right? yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That
1: was something I, I I never bothered to touch. And to be completely honest with you, a lot of the side stuff I skipped and that is, you know,
2: people died, Joe. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, like that's, it, it. there was something about the side missions that didn't pull me the way that it might pull others. And to me, and, and I'm, I'm going to save that for a later point that that, that we'll talk about but I, I have some thoughts on on that. What I what I want to just say and I Chris I, I agree with you 100% that I feel like that should have been something that they they didn't gate off to the side like it should have been a mandatory upgrade that you sort of pick up through normal uh, you know like a suit upgrade or something that suddenly you have this this better grappling because I felt like the, I felt like the traversal was slow and part of that to me was because I wasn't dive bombing. So I, Ryan, I wasn't doing really either of the things that that you say that you love about the traversal. I wasn't doing them. So for that reason it's like that aspect when you hold it up against another game that comes across the speed in a in a game like Spider-Man, it it felt it felt very, very different.
0: In its me. defense, in its defense, comparing it to Spider Man, because um, I I agree they give it to you right away and you go fast in Spider Man. I think this plays more to the character more. I, I I think this it's more fitting for Batman because Batman isn't you know someone with, you know, I guess he's, not super ag- well, he's
1: not super yeah. agile. Yeah, and, and and I think during one of my streams as I was playing this game throughout the month, I I, I think I I vocalized that I was willing to give him a pass because he's bigger. He's beefier but like even in that moment it's like I, used to, I was dealing with the stunted version of that grapple move which was my my yeah, really all happened. of the way that I was doing my traversal was that.
2: Uh, they should have at least like alluded to it I guess yeah I didn't really think of that like they should have put in there like oh you can get this if you do the AR challenges but they don't or really- if
1: if they would have forced an AR challenge into there Cause let me, let, let me ask you, and you know, we're going a little off book here, but tell me about the AR missions.
2: It's basically Batman pilot wings. Yeah. Oh. I, no, I wouldn't, okay. I don't want to say like Batman Superman 64 cause you fly through rings, but you just have to like, there's like four rings and you, yeah. you jump off a point, you dive and you just need to know when to pull up and glide. or, or, to, or glide through some more rings. And that's, all you really need to do. It's basically like. And they're fairly 30.
1: short. Yeah. Are, are they fairly short? Okay. Yeah. See, the, first,
2: if... the first four take maybe like 20 seconds, maybe uh, maybe a couple tries. They do get a little bit more challenging after you do the okay. four originals. There's four advanced ones.
3: Well, so so sorry. I'm going to quickly jump in here. So, and we're going even more off topic here. That would have helped with the Ra'sha Ghul uh, challenge as well, because you're kind of doing the same thing there. Mm-hmm. which yeah. I died, I don't know how many times trying to learn how to do the dive bomb. Once I did learn how to do it, it was awesome. So that would have kind of fixed that. Cause you would have done it already once before in the AR mission. They, that definitely should have been a must do.
1: Yeah. I think, I think if they would have put the first AR mission in the mainline story, I would have felt more compelled to go do the other ones. Cause that how yeah. sound, that sounds all right to me. Like, yeah, they're but
2: not, they're not super. It's not a big time trials thing. Like I hate that kind of stuff in games, mm-hmm. where you got to, you know, where there's too much of that, like pointless. Just run through rings, go through the whole city through forty rings, and no, I find these way more reasonable. It's just like a, like I said, quick twenty second thing, like the, the quick, more a little trial.
1: Yeah. yeah, See, yeah, and I think I that's yeah. I, I I agree that I with Chris and that I I think it would have been nice to have been put into that situation so I understood what they were because really all, all that ended up happening is that every time there were little chirps going on that were trying to pull me away from the story mm-hmm. and from pursuing this objective of like figure out what protocol 10 is right like I was just like get out like <laughs> like leave me alone and let me go do my thing here uh, and, and, and I might have felt differently about that if I if they could have built it into say the uh, there's an encounter with Two Face very early uh, where you save Catwoman, right? Like maybe they could have integrated one of those into there and then been like, "Hey, guess what? There's more like this over here." It should
2: say something. Yeah, you could improve your skills even more. Look, look how you gl- glide faster after doing that. You could mm-hmm. improve your your other skills by doing more of these, or don't. <laughs> 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 we we'll just make it optional still, but. I mean, that is still it.
1: very, I mean, that's still very early in the game. So maybe that doing it that, I, I, I don't know.
2: I don't know. It's like the tutorial stage. That's usually when games are kind of like duck under this, jump over that. You could learn yeah. to <laughs> upgrade you your You could
1: do this it. better. Yeah. Hey, there'll be other ways to do this. In, I'm not saying you're a bad
2: Batman, but you could be a Batman. Maybe I am a bad Batman. <laughs>
1: Batman. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's on me. So, so my, yeah. my commentary on traversal to bring it back, my commentary on traversal I think is almost a little unfair because I, I am looking from it from a, I wasn't using the entire the entire tool belt, so to say, right? Like I, I was putting myself into this sort of situation where I was just not maximizing my abilities. And so I'll accept it. That's on me. The other big thing, obviously traversal is one half of the equation. Uh, Ryan, you said it was one of your favorite aspects of it. Let's talk about what has become a Rocksteady games staple, and that is their combat. Uh, Chris, do you want to... Could I have you talk a little bit about the combat and how you you felt about this? So, basically,
3: I didn't learn the proper techniques to fight until almost the very end of the game. (laughs) Um, And that's on me, because... I was always using so I played on the ps3 so I was always using x to like jump over the guys and get away from them and then come back and fight I didn't realize that triangle was my button I should have been using for the most part because triangle was the Mm counter-attack so Mm -hmm. I would jump over a guy try to beat up the other guy and then somebody would come for me behind so then I would jump over him and then try to beat him up where I should have been using triangle to counter and then my fights were taking me so much longer And then I would get, my life would get down and I'd have to try to, okay, I got to run away because my life is so low now. I know I'm going to die any second here. So once I figured out triangle, I'm like, oh, this is so much better. Things were so much easier. Um, I didn't find I used as much of the um, tools like his, his utility belt while I was fighting. It was just mostly fists, like punching and flipping over them. And then once I figured out triangle for countering but it took me almost till the end of the game to figure that
1: out. Ryan, what what aspects of the combat did you really dig? Uh, having played the Asylum before, you probably were set up pretty well for this one, but where, what did you think of that and how did you find yourself? Did you have go-tos, either in the different styles of attack or in the gadgets that you were using?
0: So I, I like to use Batman's whole... His whole belt, if you will. His whole repertoire yeah. here for yeah. fighting here. I, I love letting the guys come at me and then when that lightning bolt goes right above them, in triangle to counterattack. Or sometimes when they get two coming at you, like Batman will smack both her heads together. I love using the cape twirl to stun them and they can do the long combo on them. I love... Uh, using the grapple to pull the gun away from them. I love using the ice grenades. That's something I, l- I use a lot probably, the Mr. Freeze ice grenades that freezes a guy in place. And I'll save it for more of the, the guys I consider more of more the tougher guys like the padded guys or someone with a weapon or a gun. You throw it at them so you don't have to worry about getting shot and you can just enjoy the combat by mashing square in my case uh or jumping over them. So I, I, I love using everything at my disposal when playing but I, I think the majority, if I if, the, if I have a preferred weapon while using, I think it's probably the Mr. Freeze ice grenade after it gets unlocked. The ice grenade, okay. Jason, how about, how about you? Did you have a uh,
1: special combo that you uh, gravitated toward? Well, if I was walking
2: in on a big group, I would always automatically whip a Batarang and then grab the closest guy with the claw and do that kind of like clothesline elbow drop he does to them and there'd already be two guys on the ground and then I would just knock as many guys down as I could and then do the a b in my case or X circle and playstation case uh it was like a takedown move where it would he would jump and throw batterings at everyone who was knocked down and it would automatically knock them out that was one of my favorites I was basically played around a lot since I've like played a lot of these games I'm you know I don't really want to to get kind of, I wouldn't say bored, but you know, like I just kind of want to get through some of the bigger fights. Sometimes you feel like
1: you were just kind of going through the paces on some of the some of the non-boss Not encounters. Exactly. Or
2: I, I love cracking heads; it's so fun.
0: But <laughs> but I would
2: it, I, I, when they got to the late game ones, where the shield guys and the taser guys, I find them annoying. So I like to just disarm them and then take them out as quick as possible, and then kind of prevent anyone else from picking their weapon up. So I, that's when i would use that more but uh yeah i i basically switched between using any of his i liked the if when they were crowding around you too much where you couldn't even really get a good combo uh i would use the explosive gel on the ground where you'd kind of do like a cartwheel and slap some on the ground and then then blow it up and knock a bunch of them back or knock them over
1: that was my go-to as well uh yeah, definitely when they, especially if i could i could kite enough guys over the spots that I was dropping the gel and just knock out at least one of the, like the, it was all about crowd control and thinning, right? Like the yeah. as much just, as you could, you could take one guy out, like suddenly the combat got a little bit better yeah. to me. I, I still, I still felt like some of it was slow. Now, granted Batman is, is a, is a much, uh, much more of a brawler and a, a beefier gentleman yeah. and so a, a, a lot of that makes total sense once i really got the feel for uh the, the countering that 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 got immensely better and then the attack that was well, what was it called it's the one where you you do the cape stun the super stun is that what it is You do three stun? in a row well the the three in a row you use specifically for some of the larger enemies uh but if you use the cape stun and then just mash the punch button against the like big padded guys like that felt that felt good like hearing the like repeated and increasing in frequency punching to that uh individual's torso region was like like i'm I like that and hopefully there's not other people punching you in that moment because otherwise they just kind of break that rhythm mm-hmm. but
2: i like uh, how you could, like reverse it and then just get right back to punching the guy who's still stunned from and you could it would bring your combo up
1: but yeah that, really see i wish yeah. I, I wish i had figured that out because i usually got punched out of those type of
2: a lot things. of the things you can't counter while doing like if you're in the middle of doing something like i was talking about the grapnel gun clothesline thing you can't really reverse out of that so if someone hits you while you're doing that they just hit you so you got to do it when that's why i would do it at the beginning you do it as an opener instead of so i could pull the guy towards me and then i would know there's not someone else nearby
0: but uh
2: but the the cape stun combo overall is probably my favorite thing to do in a fight and actually I, i went back and restarted asylum after i beat this and it's not in there or maybe it's an unlockable later i didn't get as far as i was hoping to but i found that to be a big bummer i just like went to use it right away so it's uh, one of those things you don't realize isn't isn't there until maybe later on so it's definitely something i would include as a a big improvement over the previous one
1: good and chris chris you had another comment yeah
3: i was just gonna say i I was in the same boat as you where i would need to try to draw people away from the crowd because the second i would get a guy down and then i would want to do i guess it was r2 and triangle to do the knockout and Mm -hmm. every time somebody would be there and hit me and i wouldn't get the knockout so then this guy's back up and now i'm trying to fight these guys so i found you had to use like the cape, the cape spin was really good because he would dizzy some guys and then he could draw another guy away over from the crowd and then I would get that guy knocked down and then, okay, I'm going to take him out with my my uh, final blow and then, okay, I can focus on these next group. But I always found that I was always getting overrun by people. Um, and I think my counter, the triangle, would have helped <laughs> uh, if I had figured that out more so at the beginning of the game.
2: Definitely in the automatic like finishing moves you get after you get a certain level combo are also a big help sometimes it's you're able to target someone with it sometimes you're just like oh i took out one of those like regular like guys with a bat lamp i wanted to take out the (laughs) padded guy or the guy with the shield or something yeah and it's just uh having to remember the combos you got to do to take out the guys with the special weapons was like it's something i always find a big pain yeah it was like
3: the one you had to use like circle xx and then you would do the run up with the guys with the shield to knock them down yeah, and I find that every time I could do that, that would be awesome, but then I wouldn't be able to take him out, and then he would somebody else would pick the shield up and I'd be back to the square one again. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a bit of a pain. Yeah. I found with the combat, and one of the things that I liked with some of the combat environments was that they allowed for this I mentioned it before, sort of a predator type approach where you're zipping around the top of you know, they do one of these in a cathedral, there's another in like this like sewer elevator area. And you are, you're just trying to pick off you know, just get the one guy, like get him to walk, you know, just walking away from everybody and you zip down and you tie him up and then that draws all their attention. And you kind of do that a few times to, like I said, thin the herd Uh, Mm -hmm. and then you can get, can get into the fights and, and doing that, especially once a lot of firepower was introduced was an absolute necessity, at least in my playthrough we should also address I should bring up the fact that Batman is not the only playable character but before we talk about the other playable character uh, I do want to call out a poll that we put out this month on our Twitter which is cartridge cl- at cartridge club n a uh, and the poll was that in honor of our game of the month we'd like your help in deciding the best Batman which Cape Crusader crushes the competition and so the uh the nominees or the the entries were adam west michael keaton kevin conroy and christian bale now i don't know if you guys saw the results of the poll but i'm curious to you guys before i tell you the answers what do you think of that group of four who's the who's best batman don't give me a reason why just tell me best batman chris i picked michael keaton michael keaton jason conroy ryan conroy okay would I would pick- have also said Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton was the answer. He was selected with 32% of the vote. Uh, we had Michael Keaton selected. But Kevin Conroy was very, very close, probably just a vote or two away from being tied there. So,
2: well, uh, yeah, he
0: played Batman more than
2: anybody else, even Adam West, which is
0: crazy mm-hmm.
1: to think in only
2: 25 years. Yeah.
0: One thing I'll speak on with, with referring to Kevin Conroy. Why I like him the best out of all Batmans is his differ- differential, but how he separates himself as Bruce Wayne to how he does his Batman voice, and it's, he's not doing the gritty, you know, Christian Bale voice. He's he's got very different tones with his voice, and I think no one does it better than him. And I, I still don't think there has been a live action represent. Rep- Representation of Batman that does it like that—the Bruce Wayne separation voice from Batman, the how he disguises the voice, and he's not even—he's not even like changing his voice. It's just like the slight tone, if that makes any sense.
2: No, I definitely—it's just a
0: very, very slight
2: dynamic mm-hmm. to change of his voice, but it works. Whereas Adam West did nothing. Just mm-hmm. Adam West all yeah. the time. Not he a, just he just not a, knock, a not a knock at Autumn
0: West. You're just like Pure you're
2: West. you No one's gonna figure out who I am, either way. I got a mask on.
0: <laughs> he invented the Batusi, See, right?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keaton had a very a very I wouldn't say like severe switch between the two voices either. But yeah, Conroy's is just very subtle, and Christian Bale, like maybe Batman's in a death metal band during the day. You don't. Know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, so back to back to playable characters. Uh, like I said, you don't just play Batman. There are other opportunities in this game to play as not one but two additional characters. Uh, one of them being Catwoman. Ryan, tell me a little bit about the about how Catwoman plays and what you thought about her stretches of the game versus the Batman stretches.
0: So she she's got more of. Um... She relies more on her whip. She's got like a whip attack, and she she has a little bit more uh, spikes and um, I can't remember what the other little
2: Caltrops and like a
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, she she moves a little bit faster and she's more about like jumping and everything. She doesn't have like her glide or a glide or anything. I mean, it doesn't make sense. She you know she's Catwoman. She you know to give her more of a cat approach where she can climb on the walls and on the ceilings and everything, but um. I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm not the biggest fan of her combat. It's just compared to Batman and I'll just say right now, Robin. I I think she has the weakest of the three playable characters for combat. Yeah. Chris or Jason, do you, do you agree or
1: disagree with that? Or do you have anything uh, more to say regarding Catwoman's uh, combat and or her stretches of the game?
3: Why don't you go first, Chris? If you want. Well, that's my thing. Is you can go first because did I totally miss a uh, portion of oh, this game? Oh,
2: oh actually, that's the thing. It's it's a DLC that was given out when you bought the game new. Okay, so Kalman, I probably
3: got... have the DLC, but I actually
1: don't have it downloaded.
2: Okay, yeah, that's uh, did, Joe. Did you end up?
1: So I was playing on. I was playing on the Return to Arkham.
2: Okay, so you uh, got
1: it. Yeah. That's... So so that that felt that. That was just incorporated into the game. That that was actual.
0: Yes, was actually uh, DLC. Okay. Like, like, would well, would that, this version, wait. this version here, this I, this, I believe that the, have it. I believe that version has it. I believe regular launch version does not. It okay. came with the code. It came with the code. I believe with the disc, a sheet. Um, and to confirm what I'm
1: pointing at, I'm pointing at the PS3 Great uh, Game,
0: game of, the of the Year Edition, edition
1: which yeah. is supposed to have all of the DLC yeah. built into it.
2: Yeah, I'm, I actually totally forgot about that till just now. Yeah, it was one of those things they were doing around the time where they would put a small piece of content that you would get if you bought, everyone would get it, not special edition only or anything. Everyone who bought the game would get this for buying the game new. So it was to deter buying it used. Yeah, and they basically just woven it into the, the story where you actually pretty much start out as Catwoman
1: at the beginning of the game. That explains like so much about those stretches for Ben. Yeah. so not not knowing that, like, it, it felt,
2: uh... I totally forgot about that until I was talking to my. Bro- I remember talking to my brother about it when he borrowed it. Well, to answer your question, after sorry about getting a little off topic about it, but I actually hate traversal as Catwoman. It's just so much more clunky. Like she'll whip onto something like as far away as your grapple. will uh grab
1: that's a really long whip that she's got there <laughs> yeah, right? she, like like,
2: it's like it super whips but then she has to like she like pounces up the up the wall or over a railing and you're just she like does the <laughs> assassin's <laughs> creed thing right yeah. it's, it's
1: the assassin's creed climbing
2: can she just can't she just pull really hard <laughs> yeah i found it like super slow and yeah i didn't really i didn't really like her combat as much either because everything seemed whip based and I like well, her acrobatic style while you're fighting, but everything else I just really yeah, you, didn't get into.
0: The thing is, her may, and maybe it has to deal with, like I said, being uh, DLC or something along the line. And maybe it was like a last minute addition to, to include it, you know, as a bonus. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe if they made her like whip feature more fun. And that's the thing it's it's, it's really just like the stun people and, and maybe like trip them, but it, it's not. As compared to Batman's combat, Batman's combat I t- I find to be fun. Her combat, it just isn't as much fun as as the other two char- playable characters in the game.
2: Yeah, you always uh, I found this with Robin too. I know we're not talking about Robin yet, but I find
0: we we could talk about Robin now. I mean, I I I don't
1: know that we have a ton to say about Batman, about Catwoman, but but go ahead.
2: Well, Batman being the main character, he's so fleshed out. He's got so many things at his disposal. He's got so much more moves that when you're you're used to playing as Batman, and you go to one of them; they just seem l- way lesser as characters. Uh, I definitely prefer Robin big time over Catwoman because he's got a lot of Batman's tricks and stuff, or at least a variation. Like he's got his shield bash, he's got you know he's got he's got a, a lot of similar tools, yeah. But he's got a stick, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I like in the Return to Arkham, <laughs> they automatically give you all the skins. I I, uh, I was always switching up the The Batman one, I had a couple of ones I liked. But uh with him, I played the whole Harley Quinn's Revenge with the animated series Robin Mm -hmm. skin, so that was kind of cool. I I definitely like that he had different different moves and different gadgets, but still pretty much played the same. Like you wouldn't you didn't feel totally out of place playing as him, except for that move I mentioned where you would just knock a bunch of guys down and push the AB and it would take down a bunch of them if you had a high enough combo. So I, I went to do that a couple times and I was like, oh, right. And then I would miss up like a 30 hit combo I had going. I actually, uh, one thing I really liked about this game is it doesn't rely on the side characters as much as you know, in the, sh- the shows and stuff. He's always got Batman or Batman's always got Batwoman or Batgirl or Robin or Nightwing. I'm like, I like Batman best when it's just Batman And I like the way they did it with these other characters where they weren't really there. You feel like you're the one man army, Batman. That's what I like. And the parts where you play as Catwoman are like totally removed from Batman for the most part. You just kind of cross paths real quick and then you move on. And same with the Robin one, you basically like save Batman. So it doesn't feel too intrusive on like Batman's journey.
1: Yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of crazy. And Chris, I apologize. I didn't realize because of the way I played it. So I played this was on um, Xbox Game Pass right now, the Return to Arkham uh, collection, which has Asylum and City. Uh, now that, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that the Catwoman stuff was a an add on. And really, when I when I look at it now, one of the comments I was going to say about the Catwoman stuff is that it just they didn't the, the sequences just felt they felt shoehorned a little bit. Now, there's one late in the game that you actually have a decision to make as to whether you're going to go help Batman or not. And I couldn't tell myself not to go help Batman. But I realize now that if I didn't have this, would that decision have been... Would, would that story beat have been made on its own right maybe ryan or jason maybe you can confirm for me like like does she show up to save batman in that instance with if if that she doesn't
2: i don't know but it's funny though if you do uh if you want to end the game early you could have just you could have got your just beat it in by just going nah and then it goes right to credits because
1: are you serious
2: yeah because it cuts to like a news report of vicky Vale being like Oh, God, they're overrunning everything. Everyone's dead. Batman's dead. This is just like... And then oh, it goes wow. right to the credits. So if you... What? Yeah. What? That's, that's it, that so is cool. cool. <laughs> I, I'm, oh, that's nuts. I, I'm kind of a prick, and
1: I, I did that first. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I kind of wish I had done it so I could just been like, what are you talking... Like, really?
2: Yeah, it was just... Oh, no, there's no one. There's no one, no one to help us. Someone help us, please, basically, is what happens, because... Wow! <laughs> Everything Batman's basically the only thing stopping Protocol Ten and what's going to happen, and and her leaving him just leaves him to die.
1: Yeah, I am most definitely going to. Must, that that's, this, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, she must uh, pop in and save him. And be, it, it would be totally out of nowhere if you don't have the Catwoman hat on. So that would be kind of like, oh, Catwoman exists now.
3: Well, yeah. Because <laughs> you see her it. at the very beginning of the game, and then later on, she just shows
1: up. So that's what happens. She just shows up. So that's and- what happens. For you uh-huh. she does. She does show up as you're in like the rubble, and she yeah, helps him get out. She okay. helps you. Yeah. She just shows okay.
3: up on of nowhere. I was like, oh, weird. Why is she here? <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> did I guess I somebody's got to save me. So yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's an active decision in one of her p- gameplay segments that's like save Batman, get out of here with the treasure that you you know were trying to get away with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay that's that is so wild um uh, yeah, that yeah. didn't happen i do oh, cool. like i thought i had a bad ending to Catherine. like i would have been like are you serious like <laughs> is that how
2: the game ends <laughs> it's funny then it goes it'll go right back to your save where so you it'll let you pick up right you're from you're that, that point where you're in the vault and it goes i think you might have to beat up a couple of guys again but then it's like what are you gonna do and you're like well obviously you're gonna make me get get batman i suppose
1: what if you just kept
2: it just, it just keeps that as your as your ending and it makes you start the game over if you want to do anything different
1: yeah it's like yeah. well okay fine i guess
2: oh, oh is that mean oh maybe not helping batman was mean so start oh. the whole game over if you
1: want to actually save it wow. <laughs> well so if you had to start the the thing i'm wondering does that introduce new game plus then, or does it basically just is it basically an artificial ending that then tells you to? Yeah, it's,
2: it's kind of like one of the, uh, you know, in another game like something like near Automata, where you would just do that and you know this r- silly ones where you can die and you get the end credits and then it just basically goes back to your save that's right before you make it gotcha. kind of thing. So yeah, it's it's kind of a almost like an Easter egg ending. Like you can be what was it Far Cry Four if you just, within like two minutes, if you just wait for the guy to come back when he says, I'll be right back, instead of just taking off, you go, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he just shows in, and you're like, oh, okay. And then you get the achievement for beating the game and everything if you just wait around <laughs> for like two minutes. I know, so, yeah. uh, to uh, yeah, do something like that little Easter egg, weird,
1: dark endings. That it's is that weird. is really, really wild. Now, let me, let me ask you this, because I, I played on what I think was the normal difficulty uh jason you had indicated that you have played this on other difficulties before
2: yeah if you Um, play on hard or uh new game plus it basically just takes away the little like i call them like spider sense lines above guys who are about to attack you oh sure and it actually that in itself just makes the game harder i'm so used to that from playing it from all types of other stuff like both the Batman and Mordor games, like the, the little tell that you're about to be attacked. Cause you know, when you're in the middle of a combo and you're trying to keep it going, you'll like, uh, you'll be hitting a guy and you'll be like, oh, someone's right behind me. And sometimes you don't even see the guy, you just see the, the line, like he's about to attack you. So yeah, that that in itself makes the game more challenging than just the guys hurt more if they hit you and they're a little bit more intelligent, you know, they'll dodge attacks or something. That in itself definitely it's a it's almost like a new learning curve, and it's in its own right. Uh, I've never beat New Game Plus or the game on hard because usually once I play these kind of games, I kind of marathon them, and then I'm like, all right, I'm good for a little bit.
1: Do you know if there's if there's other endings or other th- things that you don't get to see? Like, I'm, I'm familiar with other games where it's like if you play it on the hardest difficulty, you actually get like uh, of- a, an, an extra. Cutscene or extra portion of the of the ending? Do you do you know if any of anything like that exists?
2: I don't believe so. The only thing you get a little bit extra of is if you do all the Riddler stuff in these games. Usually, I don't think there's anything extra for beating it on hard, besides the bragging rights kind of thing. Okay. Okay.
1: So let's let's talk about some of the side stuff, collectibles, items, side missions, and things like that. Because, like I said, I I mainlined this game and went through, went through it in like 11 hours uh, but there's far more to be done in this game including a bevy of trophies there's some stuff Ryan I know that you wanted to talk about with uh, a certain individual who has a uh, a affinity for the days of the month and days of the and months of the year um, but let's let's talk a little bit about that Ryan I w- I want to start with you though and tell me about the side mission uh, that uh, you and I were chatting about earlier.
0: So uh, when I was talking to you, one of the things I asked you, Musty, was like, have, "Did you go down to the basement at the courthouse and see Calendar Man?" And you're like, "No." So I went on to tell you one one of my favorite, I guess, kind of, and it's a side mission is just going back. There's a calendar by Calendar Man, and he tells you because he's locked up in a jail cell underneath the courthouse, and if you visit him on the days that are marked on the calendar, like you'll say the 4th of July, Christmas, New Year's, if you come back on those dates in real life, as long as your console or PC is set up for for the date, he'll tell you a different story of murdering somebody on that date. Uh, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's, it's an achievement for doing it. Granted, you if you go around into your system's internal clock, you can change it to speed through it and get all the stories and get the achievement, but that's one of the little neat things I think that's in the game. It's a little—I don't know if it's a side mission, but it's like a neat little extra for for the game that I really enjoy.
1: It's kind of a nice little, a
0: nice little Easter egg for for yeah. big fans because Calendar Man's not exactly a no, it's,
1: uh, it's, like mainline it's, Batman it's, villain, right? It's
2: pretty low tier. There's been a couple good stories about him, but yeah, overall, that is one of the coolest Easter eggs. Uh, did you know that if you go on Rocksteady's founding date, there's a, another big Easter egg for him?
0: I did not know that.
2: Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff about the Arkham Knight. Uh, you like reveal
0: something about it.
2: like that, yeah. The bunch, al- along the lines of the Arkham Asylum one, where you blow up the unmarked wall, and there's the plans for Arkham City in uh, Sharp's office. Ooh. There's Yeah, it's uh, it's one I actually just found out not too long ago. about. So I thought that was really cool. When I first played this on the 360, I, I definitely did the change the clock thing and went back and that I didn't know about the uh, rock city one but I did all the other ones to get the achievement but this time that's about the only side thing I didn't do besides all the Riddler trophies
1: yeah so what what you think I'm gonna ask all of you about this but I'll start with you Jason like like what did you think about the Riddler trophies this is something that's a that's consistent uh, addition to all of the games to this point correct like like yeah. there's
2: yeah everyone every single one how many are there i heard 400 hundred and twenty, i think there is in this one there's 240 i believe in asylum and i think there's even more in origin i and uh i think there's 600 or 700 we'd have to ask church because he just went and did those after playing through it on, on... for a night yeah because he's played city and he didn't feel the need to play it over so he decided to do Night and what? he opted to get all the Riddler trophies to get the true ending, which is a real dick move to do in that game. <laughs> basically, locked the true ending <laughs> behind doing all the Riddler stuff. So, um, that's the only thing I didn't redo, but uh, I got enough to save three of his hostages and then I called it good because when I completed the game, like I didn't go out of my way to do any of them. If they're right there and I was like, oh, this is a quick one, you just duck under something and grab it or it's just sitting there, I would grab it. I found by the end of the game, I think I had 145 and the next one of his uh, hostages was at like 160, I believe, or something like that. And I went and did that, but I I just got got enough in the vicinity and just did that one. And I was like, that's it. I gotta say, I really consider the Riddler the true nemesis of these games. Everyone, everyone's all about the Joker, and he's definitely a big one. But who gives you more trouble in these games than the Riddler? You're playing hours and hours, probably twice as long as it takes you to uh, actually beat the game to get the Riddler stuff.
1: See, and I, and I think that's some of why I didn't. I didn't really go after it, yep. Chris. I, I do want to ask you, like, how much, how much of this. Uh, pulled you in as far as the the like side collectibles and things like that
3: if if the side mission was like kind of close by to where it was i'm like yeah sure i'll hop over and do it like um i did the bane one just kind of i ended up picking it up and there was the um the canisters the, were kind of the all Titan over the place. containers the Titan yeah. containers yeah so i'm like yeah i'll pick this one up i don't mind that was kind of an easy one to do um and i, I enjoyed uh i actually enjoyed that side mission that was kind of a cool one riddler i barely touched any of those if they happened to be in front of me or i happened to stumble across and i picked it up but if there was any of them where you needed to oh, use your batarang to hit it quickly twice or three times or whatever to get it i i just left it i, I stumbled onto a couple of other of the side missions uh, i did the um the mad hatter that's right right mad hatter yeah yeah i did that one i thought that was kind of a cool little fight that you had to do there yeah sitting uh, cool. around having the tea party and everything that was pretty cool yeah. Um I'm trying to think if I did any of the other side missions or not. Those are the two, the Bane one and the Mad Hatter one are the ones that kind of stuck out to me that I know I did for sure. I think there's a couple other because there was oh um the other one for Harley Quinn to get the other part of the freeze gun. Yeah. That was a optional side mission, I believe. So I ended up doing that one as well.
0: So no one did the hush one? Oh, I did the hush one. I was gonna say, uh
2: just talking about the Riddler stuff, but yeah, I did I did every side mission except for the Riddler one including like political prisoners and the, yeah, the unknown killer is what it's known as for most of it where you find the dead body and you have to set up the crime scene.
3: Yeah. I did the first one of that.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it you kind of have to stumble upon the dead bodies or else it doesn't really progress. And I actually ended up kept, I, I stumbled upon a couple and then I had to like look around for one to progress it. But that's the only one besides
0: the political prisoners, one where it wasn't like a straight line. I found, Yeah, that that one is not marked. You can only find the bodies laying around. Hush is probably one of my favorite side missions in the game. You you, you find the bodies, and then for me, it was one of those things where I thought it was such an interesting side mission. I actually had to look up the story because I I found it to be kind of interesting where I actually went back and then read the comic book for Hush after playing this game.
2: Oh, Um, awesome. Yeah, that's that's a really, really good read.
0: Yeah, it's a fantastic Batman story, so I recommend that one.
2: I like the way the side mission like leaves it open too.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, it, I don't know. It's it's one of those just neat side missions. Of the game and a lot of, and I guess it's another Easter egg, right? It's referring to another character in the series.
2: Yeah, there. Yeah, there was. I thought they were really well done. Like, there's nothing really uh, besides like the Bane one and the Zaz one because you're talking to Zaz on the phone. None none of them like out out and like advertise like oh you're doing a a mission to get this guy you know I, you know you're trying to get oh i guess uh dead shot i guess it kind of mm-hmm. it, it kind of out and says you're, you're looking for Deadshot. but most of them i like the mystery ones like he is the world's greatest detective that's one thing i liked about origins the most out of the series is you use his detective skills a lot more so you're like actually getting the detective aspect of uh of batman like you use it pretty sparingly in the first two and use it a bit more in night, but I thought it was done the best in origins. Cause that's actually how he finds out about the Joker. He's like, Oh, some guy left his calling card. Some guy calls himself the Joker and you're like, he doesn't know who Joker is.
1: Did you guys play catch with somebody? I did like that came out of nowhere. Uh, I, I think in the moment there, I, I, was thinking about it because I just saw this person. Like there's a, you come out of a, a, a recent like story event and you're just on this, on this uh, balcony kind of thing. And there's a guy over staring at you on another balcony and you can throw a remote batarang to him and he'll catch it. Yeah. That's Azrael actually. And that's all I, that's all that happened. Like I, I didn't run into them again. It was just like, Oh, here's this thing. And you got an achievement for it. And I was like, okay, well that's, <laughs> That's kind of cool. Like, if you uh, go over
2: where he is, he like disappears and leaves a symbol, and then it like starts the side mission.
1: Oh, so there is more to it. Okay. See, yeah. It just, see, I, I, I didn't scratch. I didn't. I, I didn't go. Didn't jump at the mysteries. I didn't. Uh, and, and I guess to me, some of that is just like I, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't as pulled into a lot of the side stuff this time around, and maybe, maybe it's because you know. When we play over the span of a month, I'm playing on this artificial timeline that uh, that kind of makes me need to feel like I'm moving along a little bit faster. But yeah, it was, so like that that little thing. Like there was a guy in the stream as I was playing that who's like throw throw a batarang at that guy, and I I wasn't going to, but then I did. I was like, oh, <laughs> cool.
0: You know, so, one thing I'll say real quick before we get off side missions here. The one thing that I like about this game in looking prior to playing it this month people are i think we're saying that arkham city is a longer game than asylum when in honesty the the story mode is actually shorter for city than is an asylum the thing is they give you all this extra stuff that you can do which pads out the game and i like it because like you're saying musty we're on this timeline here and i couldn't get the regular missions all done this time around i actually enjoy doing them it's a nice and uh Top spot, I think, mentions it kind of a little bit here too in his comments in the forums about it. That like you can just pop it on for like an hour or so, play, do a couple of riddler missions, come back and turn off the game. You don't have to do a long session. You can just do like a half hour, do a couple of riddler missions, riddler, you know, collectibles, and then go about your day. And that, that's what I normally do. Like I, as Batman, I want to keep the city clean, right? But I, I, I like that, like the padding. I love the display of the rogues gallery here, and. Uh, I don't know if it's a side mission, but yeah, uh, I forget it. We'll, just, we'll just do that for some other part. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, was there? Did you did you have a story a story aspect that you wanted to go into? Because we could talk about things that we enjoyed out of the story. That that was actually where where I was going to take us next.
0: Um, kind of did. I just didn't. Uh, if we we're going to go that direction, then I, yeah, I was going to point out to uh, the penguin. And, let's uh, go into the penguin. We're gonna go out this rogue gallery of, of villains here. I like. The layout of his lair. I, I love the, I, you know, it's it kind of a little bit of the pressure in like, and I, I generally know what I'm doing, but like when you know there's a giant shark swimming underneath you. Yeah. So there's, so there's a
1: big area that's that's got ice platforms, and you have to kind of pull yourself along with your grapple, mm-hmm. but then yeah, there's a, there is a at least one large shark in that tank.
2: Yeah, that was kind of like some throwback stress I feel when I first played it. I was like, oh, they're doing like the killer croc super part from Asylum, where you like have to go and make no noise, or else croc will find you, and he basically just jumps out of the water and kills you. A lot, a lot. Of, same way of with the ice here, if you are moving too quickly or you know landing too hard.
0: It... Yeah, if you don't, want to, if you want to fall in, you know, if you fall in, it crum, turn, yeah. turn <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little bit of Jaws effect. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, to me, to me, they totally telegraph. There's one
1: part where the shark jumps onto the or no, where he bites the platform you're on. Yeah, yeah that's right? the part I had, yeah. It's totally around. telegraphed. Like for for me, I was just like, they're totally gonna pull this on me. And and it happened. But it was still it was still a fun thing. I, I, I agree with you. I I like I like that layout too. So what other what other one of the let me throw out one of mine and then I'll I'll get to you guys. But I wanted to talk about the fight with Mr. Freeze, which to me is one of the most smart implementations of a boss fight that I've seen in a game at any point. Uh, there are at least nine different ways to damage Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. You need to hurt him, I think, four four or five times, I think am I right? Yeah. And every time that you damage him in a certain way, like, like, for example, the first way I damaged him was I hid in the, in the grating underneath. And as he walked up, I popped out and I, I got I got in a, an attack on him, like sort of that stealth kill. Well, then he freezes those up. You can't attack him from that means anymore. So every time you hit him in some way, he took away your ability to do that again. And I, and I found that that really forced you to come up with some creative approaches to, take your attacks toward him how did you guys feel about that mr freeze fight is it the best boss fight in the entire game let me just ask that question uh chris i want to ask you about mr freeze yeah i would
3: think so i i would agree with you i thought that was really cool concept the one that i wanted to try to get him with that i couldn't was the um like your you're sliding across. What's what's it called? The line launcher. Line, yeah, the line launcher. Yeah. I wanted to try to get him with a line launcher, but I could never get him quite lined up, so I didn't actually end up getting to use that one. But I that was like I used the um, where you electrical charge the thing, and he kind of gets uh, magnetic, gets pulled onto it, or whatever, mm-hmm. gets electrocuted. Mm-hmm. But actually, the first time I did it, I just took him out, and then I didn't actually go beat him up. So then. I was like, why is this taking so long? Like I did it like three different times and I kept forgetting that I needed to actually go beat him up after I stopped him. But it was really neat because it wasn't a stressful fight because, I mean, you could take your time. You could be very methodical about it and and walk around and go, okay, I'm going to hide over here. Yeah, he's looking for me, but I have enough time. I could sneak over here. Okay, what's my next plan of attack? What is over here that I can use to try to take him out? So I thought that was a really cool concept for sure. Yeah,
2: definitely. It was like a, it was almost like a Jason Voorhees fight the way he like would stalk around and you'd be like, all right, I'm going to lure him over here. And, you know, like in the movies where they basically always try to catch him in a trap and a lot of the times it doesn't work. So Mm -hmm. basically, yeah, and they also take out the perch points, which is like kind of, kind of like my go-to when I'm in a room with perch points, Mm -hmm. like just like those ones we were talking about with the, uh, where you had to thin the herd. Yeah. You, you, that wasn't even an option because well, you
1: were you were in this room earlier and had to do exactly that. So you yeah, this this was a room that you were already familiar with, and you're like, Oh, I got this.
2: Yeah. It's, yeah. I remember the first time being like, yeah, kind of stressed out about it, because he'd be like right there, and you'd be like, it'd be like the only time where I'm like, just jump over the railing. You <laughs> and then he'd just stand around, and you're like, Yeah, he sees you now, idiot. <laughs> but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah this this time around it 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 wasn't hard but it's still an amazing boss fight like just like other if any other game like you you can just spam the same yeah blew him over here he'll fall for it and then i'll do it again and he'll fall for it again like mm-hmm. how many other games that you, you can just use spam the same attack because you know it'll work on them whereas this one he actually learns and and it's yeah and like and like calls you <laughs> out
1: about it too like he's you know like he's his your... dialogue takes that and you know he he makes the comment about about it and how you know oh, i'm not gonna let that happen again you know like
2: yeah you'll never get me like that again batman <laughs> 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 like, he kind of talks like a 40s style villain too and i i thought that yeah. was cool too yeah definitely like trying to like diversify the way you attack people because you know you kind of get used to what works against other people, you're like, all right, yeah. Like I said, how I would start a fight almost all the time when I saw a group of guys, like you couldn't just do that with them. You had to, you had to play out other options that you might not do very. Like, I don't think I uh, used the explosive gel trap on anybody else in the game, but I I made sure to use it on him because I knew that was a different type of attack. So mm-hmm. it makes you go outside your comfort zone to fight him. And uh, that's what, what I think is really cool about the fight.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it, it does. It's one of those things that does it makes it a does a great job of showing off Batman being Batman by giving him his you know repertoire of of all his gadgets and toys. I think there's a Facebook comment by is it Boomer Ryan? I think he mentions it in the like like at least the forums. I think he mentions that about playing this, the Mister Freeze battle on expert because I believe you really have to do it like every single way, every single possible way of damaging Mister Freeze. You have to do it. As opposed to, I think I normally just need it four or five times before the fight's over. Because there's many ways of doing it. I, I just think that's such it's such a neat fight. It, if if anything, it might be my favorite fight in the whole series. There's a there's a couple of really good fights, but that one to me always really stands out about the franchise is this Mister Freeze fight. Did you guys have other
1: favorite moments from the from the sh- the game itself or from the storyline specifically? Uh, boss battles or or otherwise. Uh,
0: Ryan, I, I love the, the twist at the very end with Joker. And since we're talking, it's full on spoilers right here. Go for it. <laughs> I, I love the twist that why, you know, you think Joker's already taken the serum, you know, the serum and it's all, you know, doom and he's healthy and you're going to die. You find out it's Clayface. Yeah. There's a twist that it's Clayface that he's, uh, just portraying himself as Joker to, you know, the fuller one that he's healthy i i think that's such a neat twist because i i forgot about him he he's in he's an asylum but you only see him behind a cage it's one of those like nice little i, I don't know, it's it's perfectly perfectly written into place to be there for batman i yeah. love that little twist in the story
2: the, yeah the way these games like foreshadow easter egg stuff about the following games is just genius that like i've never seen something take the lore and do something so well with it as these games do uh, just the little things that you might not notice, and they're not going to affect the way you play a game. Just if you if you're a big enough fan and you catch it, you're just like, that is so cool. Like, why did they they didn't even need to bother doing that? That's amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, yeah, definitely the Clayface twist was one of the best ones. I also liked when you climb to the tower to get Strange, and he's basically just a pawn. It turns out Rachel Gul ha- plays a bigger part than just the random you going down there to help try and get his blood to help out with the cure. I thought that was pretty cool in the way he uh, you go to save him, but he insists on dying because like that's his whole spiel. The whole time is that someone has to succeed him and be like the next in line to take over the the League of Shadows. I, that was one of the like back to back that kind of stuff happened. So that's why I really what really gripped me in the story was these uh late game
1: moments yeah if if i could comment on clayface once the only thing that bummed me out about clayface being like that reveal was cool but the fact that he was the final boss yeah bummed me up yeah
2: that's what a lot of people i think their biggest gripes with these games are is that people didn't like the end boss of asylum either that it was just like joker on steroids but i thought it was cool it's What's it gonna do? Just beat up a sick Joker at the end, kind of thing. Like you're like right. they needed to, they needed to do something like that, or else he'd be like, oh, you just get there, and it's just a sad scene. That would have been it. I mean, I'm glad there was at least that twist to add him in there, but yeah, it was a bit disappointing that he didn't really. But like, really, the Joker's not the best of fighters.
0: No, he's slimy. But, I mean, he stabs you in the shoulder even too at the end. He yeah, stabs you in the shoulder, which makes you drop the medicine after you take the medicine, and he was gonna share it with him. He's like, a comment he, on it too. Everything, you know. everything you've done, it would have saved you. And then he just laughs till he
2: dies. That's it's it's, that's it's one of my know. favorite scenes of a video game ever. Like the,
0: you, you think, think you know, he knows that? You know, he knows Batman's like one rule that he doesn't kill. Yeah. So you know, and fortunately, he kind of like forcibly killed the Joker by him by his own hand, by his own hand. But you know, the Joker
2: basically killed himself because he's yeah. like, not only will he not kill, but He'll almost like he'd dude, rather put dude, him in pro. Yeah. He would, you know, like Batman Begins is the most out of character Batman thing. He's like, well, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. But I'm like, yeah, but he does that every other time. Like he was going to save the Joker, he could have just let the Joker die. You know, there's a there's a couple other examples of where he could have just let someone die. He could have just let Freeze die, mm-hmm. but he saves them. He'd just rather them being jail and get, break out. You know that's a that's a long argued thing about Batman is like, all right, there's not killing. Then there's just like, come on, man, just
1: <laughs> it gives him purpose, right? It. Like, you like it's, it's it's it. the thing that keeps him. Because if all of a sudden he did clean up all the crime, then then what's he gonna do?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just like, yeah, he doesn't even see like mobsters shooting at him. Just like, good. <laughs> like I gotta save all the mobsters and put them all in jail. It's like. Just bro. bring him to
0: justice. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is a little bit of foreshadowing, but Raja Gul wants him to do the same thing. Remember, he wants to,
2: yeah, wants
0: to kill him and become the new leader after after the trials, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah, that's what it was uh Yeah, that's what it was like one of the coolest points of the game. I thought when like you go under there and go through the trials, and then then he's basically like, "All right, you got it." You. Wait, you won't do the one thing, and and we're like, of course he's not going to do that one thing. That's his one thing. Mm -hmm. By the rule, he says he's no no worse than the villains. I'm like, all right, you didn't take like a Hippocratic oath though, like a doctor. You don't. (laughs) (laughs) I guess
1: that's good. That's good. Chris, did you did you have a, a favorite moment from from the uh, main story or from from the game as a whole? I
3: kind of I liked the fight um, previous to that I guess would it be considered the first Joker fight where mm-hmm. you're down in the room with all the big thugs around you and the trains keep coming kind of back and forth on either side. I loved it, but I hated it at the same time because it took me forever to beat it, but it was so satisfying afterwards because you like you're fighting joker and then just some normal thugs and it's like ah let's mix things up and then he brings down the uh the guy with the one arm that was uh and then after a while they bring the big brute guy down as well and then so you're dealing with all these guys but it was just so satisfying cuz like it, you'd zap the guy with a hammer so he'd spin around and take out all the little guys for you. And then you'd get enough room where you could spin around and get on the back of the big brute. And then you'd use his charge to take out everybody else. Um, yeah. But it, it took me a while to, to get that one down. Cause I would get it down to where it would be just Joker, the guy with a hammer and then the big brute left. And I'm trying to separate them to take them out. And the brute would like jump up and hit you with your hammer when you're trying to do everything. But it was, I, I would say it was at least probably six or seven times before I finally finished it, but it was just so satisfying.
2: Yeah, that's one thing. Uh, actually, our friend Chris, the old-ass retro gamer, he's always... Uh, one of his main complaints is that every kind of fight with a boss, there would always be like a break, and you'd fight a a group of enemies. This one is probably, I'd say, like the least worst offender for that, but it's definitely a part where I'm like, oh, well, well, what, what would a bad guy do? He would bring in his group of lackeys to fight you. That's what that always happens. Like, look at every original series batman yeah. they always they always have the biff boff pow uh fighting <laughs> and the the guy runs away like yeah that's what the the lackeys are there for so i uh I, I think it's really cool just that they didn't overuse those kind of enemies too like the one-armed guy i think you only see like another one of them in the whole game
3: yeah i think so and, yeah mm-hmm.
0: so, so it's, it's kind of so- cool for into those guys real quick, this uh, there's because this game's full of Easter eggs. There's a moment after the game, if you're going back and you're looking for more riddler trophies, because they're brothers, those one arm guys. There's a scene, and I believe it's a riddle. It's a riddle to get is them just sitting together and they're having a conversation. They're like, Oh, because they were conjoined brothers, and they're like, It's so good that you know we can be brothers again. You know, I love being next to you and everything. There's a, it's a whole lot of you just to a quick snapshot, you get a riddle for saying, like Aren't these two the sweetest?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. When you go, isn't it in the? Yeah, they're in the steel mill, and, yeah. and you can't even
0: see them, but you can see like if they're you hear, the can, they can't see you. You see them from behind, and they're just sitting there talking.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. I didn't realize it was them actually. I heard them talking, but uh, yeah, I didn't realize that till just now. That's cool.
1: That's pretty awesome. Well, yeah. So we've all kind of thrown out like a moment that's a favorite. Uh, any others that are worth going before we kind of hit our last? topic or two
0: uh i will just say play the side missions there are a lot of cool ones like that for you know a little little easter egg fun stuff like that i would recommend but there's a lot of them
2: yeah they do they do make you feel more like batman though like if you want to actually feel more like batman not just going don't don't just go straight for the objective you might
1: you might Mm -hmm. find yourself enjoying them more than you'd initially do and i think just just so i can defend myself a little bit on that i feel like i feel like i feel like every opportunity that i had where i could have gone side missioning i was on the hunt for something important i was like i have to get to this place because this and so for that reason i was like
2: responsibility
1: right yeah i I was (laughs) like i was like i I have a mission to carry out here i need to get to that thing and i need to do that thing it's the same thing that i did with shenmue right like shenmue as to call back to an episode a couple couple months ago but i one of my big things was like you're on this this revenge mission right now now is not the time to be playing arcade games (laughs) right and so the same kind of thing here right like like it i discovered bane while it was after I had scanned the helicopter to know where the computer was for pro to stop protocol 10. Right. Like I found Bane in that moment and I'm like, Oh, well why don't I go find these things? And I'm like, hold on, dude, go stop this thing. This thing is like <laughs> killing people go. Like I just it, like, I, and I feel like that's where a lot of my side stuff came in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like every opportunity I had, to take a beat and relax, I was in the middle of something bigger than that. And 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 I don't know why that is. Maybe I made that artificially, who knows? But I just wanted to defend myself a little bit because yeah you know, I will probably hear people who go, Well, yeah, you should have played. Ryan said it too. You really should play everything. And I I, I get that. It's up to everyone's style. Yeah, I'm one of those
2: like I'm gonna explore everything, do everything. Like when I'm in a game, I'm committed to the game, I'm not thinking. How fast, I mean, I know you're on the on the timeline, you've got a month to beat this game. <laughs> when I play a game, I'm I, I try to be all about a game. And uh just like the Grand Theft Auto's and stuff like that, where there's like, yeah, you mm-hmm. can already do the story missions, but I'm like, I do everything that's a side mission that's unlocked from doing that mission before I take on the next one.
1: Mm-hmm. So when I
2: see like, oh, this opened up, okay. I'll I'll go start it. And they found the only ones I wouldn't do what I found annoying would be like okay go go to this building and do that and you're like all right you're on your way and then all of a sudden you hear a phone ringing and you're like come on man I'm like <laughs> yeah well <laughs> like, so the
1: first time the phone showed up I tried it and then it said we're gonna kill this person in two minutes and I'm like well I I'm right where I'm supposed to be the door's right there you want me to leave like yeah. And, yeah. And, and and so I did I went and I, I flew halfway across the the entire the entire place and then from that point on i just didn't pick up the phone anymore <laughs> yeah
2: i would say that that's actually the most like displacing annoying one because it would always be like it was it's was almost like it knew it was like oh he's got a marker set up so it's like 10 feet before he gets to that marker we're gonna have a phone ringing
1: Give him by. give him a new hook. A new <laughs> hook to stink him. And yeah, like, like
2: sometimes and, really- I know
1: I'm not the only one who felt that way. There's somebody else who, who historically has has vocalized that they like one game over the other and that this game had too
0: much of the too much of the extra stuff going on. In in its defense, in the side mission defense, you can do all that stuff after the game as well. All yeah, you, see you, that that's <laughs> good. I'm an adventure. I uh, I will say that I enjoy playing it along with the game because I like being maxed out. And that's one way to get extra XP is mm-hmm. the side missions basically. So exactly. I like all my gadgets. I like having everything. So and like I said, when when playing comfortably without a time limit, I like I like this kind of this kind of thing. Maybe it doesn't play well for when you're on a time limit. No, definitely. But playing it for just enjoying the game, I think it's the way to go.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can think of the worst uh, offender for me would be uh, when I was playing Yakuza 0. Like, you can beat that game in probably, like, 20, 25 hours. I think I beat it at 110 hours because I just kept enjoying it and having fun. I was like, hey, you know what? It's my first real experience of the series. I'm going to do everything and, yeah. And I think the uh, the Riddler challenges are kind of like a a poor artificial way of making the game have more longevity. I would have preferred a ton more different side missions like the some of the riddlers riddles are fun but most of them are just like a
1: challenge like most of them aren't even actually yeah well i mean if you look at if you look at a breath of the wild right Mm -hmm. breath of the wild has all of these these short shrine missions right and some of those are really execute this two these two puzzles together in tandem and and once you do it's done I just wish the reward was a little bit better for those Riddler ones. Um, and the, uh, I I mentioned this to Ryan, but I, I I looked it up and I just was like, this is, this was yeah. not the fulfilling result of that. Uh, for 400 trophies. And this is, this is what you gave me at the end. No, like that just. 396. just what... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: Sorry. <laughs> it's like, there's only, you can, you can beat it with only doing, so you don't have to get every single one. Yeah, but at the same time it's just like like I said it's it's a ter- it's a poorly executed way of injecting l- longevity into the game sure. But I, I don't mind the ones that are actually like a riddle because there's riddles in every area I, you can do, oh, I enjoyed finding those but then you're like then you got to do the, the 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 time attack ones like oh uh throw the battering at this in this specific pattern and then run really fast and you might get it but, I, like,
0: I, I'll admit I like the hostage ones. I think those are pretty neat. Like, yeah. The, uh, missions, yeah. The, the saw, the saw kind of esque missions. Like one, of the, one of the cool ones is I remember it involves Batman using his wit. Is like there's one where they kind of try to do the uh, the shuffle where like they put a cop underneath a thing and they shuffle it all up. Yeah. And you know, if he gets the wrong one, the cop gets lit on fire. You know, and you have to do it again basically. Uh, yeah. the, and the trick to it is because the riddler's pulling a trick on you if you put on the Batman vision. So if you put in the batman vision you see where the cop is because the co- riddler actually drops him below and actually even if you are following the correct pattern it doesn't matter because the riddler's gonna put him wherever he wants him basically so as long as you have the batman vision you'll get it correctly and he'll you will save the cop and then he starts to question he's like how do you know this they know
2: you cheated well you won't <laughs> buy on me again like that yeah so yeah, that's what's cool I, and like the way he just taunts you the whole time, every time you get one or anything, like the way he talks down to you, that's about the only motivation you have to actually do all this stuff. I'm like, ah, three out of five ain't bad, you know. Like I saved, I saved enough people. Two, two people died. I saved the rest of the city. That's how I kind of like made peace with like.
1: It's not. It's not like you were responsible for their death. They yeah. just died because of your inaction. So,
3: yeah.
1: whatever, whatever helps you helps you deal with that.
3: I think it was one of the very first times where you're introduced to a Riddler mission. I could be wrong. And I think it's you're in a church and it gives you the clue. And it's I think you have to go over to the organ. But for whatever reason, I knew it was the organ, but I couldn't find the trigger to go to the organ to hit like X to execute it. So he kept taunting me. And he's like, Seriously, you don't know what this is? And he's like basically telling me, Go over to the organ, that's what it is. Yeah. but I couldn't figure out how to get the organ to trigger to say okay yeah you figured it out. So okay. it was a good 5 minutes of him just taunting me over and over again like seriously you suck Batman.
1: So one of one of the things that's interesting because the Riddler basically you you, you never really see him, right? But, but the Riddler's always there and he's always he's always talking to you in, in some of these settings uh in I mean actually a lot of the missions you have somebody communicating with you and the Thing that really stuck out to me, and uh, one of the last topics we wanted to talk about here tonight, was how well voice acted these characters are. I think it's it's obvious that we've already mentioned Kevin Conroy as you know voicing Batman uh, after his Batman the Animated Series run, and then obviously Mark Hamill as Joker as well. Like like that is is so good to have those two together yeah. uh, and at the same time you, you still get kind of the like staples of like what now is viewed as the a-team when it you, comes to voice, voice
2: actors yeah right uh, it's funny that actually when I think of Mark Hamill I don't think Luke Skywalker I think Joker first and I'm like oh yeah he was also Luke Skywalker really to me he's like that ingrained with the character like he's Joker like he's played a couple of my favorite characters he's also played wolverine in a game like yeah x2 right yeah it's not the best game but i enjoyed it for what it was like, well so
1: so, so compliment- that gives me the perfect intro for our last poll that we did on our twitter again at cartridge club na uh the last poll said now we want you to pick the best clown prince of crime which joker jests best and the options were and we could only put four so, Zach Galifianakis, I'm sorry, you're out. Come uh, on. <laughs> Cesar Romero, Jack Nicholson, Mark Hamill, and Heath Ledger. Jason, I, I'm going to guess, uh, of those four, would you pick Mark Hamill?
2: It's a real stretch, but my, my favorite, I have to go with Jack Nicholson. Jack, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson is the perfect maniac. Like, his voice and his portrayal is the most, I would say, comic perfect Joker there is. Before these games, I I was a fan of the Heath Ledger one. I'm like, if he was more realistic, Heath Ledger, but comic perfect, I would say Jack Jack. Jackson. Okay,
1: Chris, I had you? picked I picked Heath Ledger. I thought you he did Heath it Ledger. awesome. Yeah. Okay, Ryan, how about you? Mark Hamill for myself. Mark Hamill for you. Uh, I'm gonna say Heath Ledger as well because I missed the animated series. I did not watch any of it, but I like Mark Hamill's portrayal, and so did fifty percent of the people who voted on this. Mark Hamill won uh, overall with Heath Ledger taking second place.
2: They're all they're all great, but I mean
1: the the character in and in and of itself really caters to a bunch of interesting different portrayals of note. I also left Jared Leto off of there. So Jared uh, Leto played Joker. Oh, I, I guess I heard about it once. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, what how do you guys feel about about the voice acting? Maybe beyond the like, I think we can sing the praises of the the top two build people on this on this game. But mm-hmm. what'd you think of everybody else, Uh Chris? Can I ask?
3: You? Yeah, I think everybody I think overall did great. Like uh, the Harley Quinn, I think she was spot on Harley. Comparing it to any of them, whether it's from the cartoons or in the movies and stuff like that she was a great job the one that always stuck out to me is the hugo strange because you hear him all over right all over arkham whenever you're around he's always talking on the megaphone and and talking about uh, everything Um, and i don't know i don't know him from the from the cartoon series but he was really good I, i overall everybody it was well read it wasn't um wasn't too much Uh, wasn't too over the top. I think everybody played their roles the best way they could. Um, But I think um, besides Batman and the Joker, I think Harley Quinn was probably my next favorite and Hugo Strange.
1: Okay. Very good. Ryan, how how about you face some favorite uh, performances
0: or, or ones worth, worth acknowledging ones. I think that I'll say probably stands out the most in my opinion is Nolan North because that's Drake. And I, I don't hear Drake at all when I hear penguin. So yeah. to me, like, to me, that's like an outstanding performance. So, like when, when you can, I, I can almost always tell Troy Baker, like when I, uh, while playing Robin, the DLC, like I hear it, I'm like, that's Troy Baker. I can hear that, but he does a great job with the, with Two-Face and Mad Hatter or, uh, and so much so, like if you ever play Origins, he does a great Mark Hamill Joker, where it's pretty, it's pretty damn close to Mark Hamill's Joker. Uh,
2: like has everyone, has everyone dogged that game for the, the, the top, to build cast not being in it i thought uh the fill-in voices were were pretty good too like i wasn't i, I don't know i wasn't taken out of it but just that alone
1: but... well there's some there's some people who like and i haven't played the game so i can't attest to this but it's like if you didn't know would it be obvious like if you didn't know mark hamill and kevin conroy
0: weren't involved would you batman you would batman and that... you Batman definitely clearly is somebody else. Okay, but Troy Baker Baker is pretty pretty. I'll give you this. So the rumor for for Arkham Knight was that Mark Hamill wasn't returning. So I assumed while playing it on this playthrough that actually the first time playing it that Troy Baker was actually the Joker uh, on Arkham Knight. Me me not knowing that Mark Hamill actually came back to do it, I assumed Mm. Troy Baker was just continuing his performance as the Joker. Because Origins came out
1: after this, but before Night, Yes. yes. Yeah. Ah, okay.
2: So, so yeah. So, you, if you thought Hamill was out, you'd probably just assume that he would just keep going with it. Like, oh, he's the new Joker now. Of course, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. The Joker... Uh, you know, what I figured with, like, the Batman, I mean, he's supposed to be, like, just starting out Batman in Origins. So, I just took it as that. Like, that's his younger Batman <laughs> voice, I guess. <laughs> and you actually see him a lot more as Bruce in the origins game too so there's more use of the two different voices i don't think they did a bad job but i overall for this my favorite voice actor in the whole game would be the thug on the right when you're about to go into the museum spot on just best (laughs) random thug voice of the whole
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) that's
2: good he should have he should have gotten some kind of award but,
1: uh, maybe maybe in the, the, the Game Awards or something in the future, they'll have, like... Hall
2: of Fame. Hall of Fame
1: for that dude. Uh, I, I was going to say that it's interesting because some of these characters, the, their portrayal has become part of just the DC video game universe in that some of them have carried their voice into Injustice. Grey Delisle, who plays Catwoman, plays Catwoman in in uh, the fighting game as well. And I think there might be others. I didn't. Know. She was the one who stood out as, as. I think
0: this Tara Strong played Carly in that one as well. I think I she played does. Harley. Yeah, yeah. She's played Harley a few times. She's played. She she does a fantastic job. She's a great voice actress herself. She plays a thousand different voices too. So.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, they like I said,
1: they, they grabbed a really stro- strong Tara Strong. Um, voice acting crew for this and you know like in in her case, yeah. I mean she's she gets pulled for so much good stuff. I mean she's in she's in Final Fantasy X. She's in like she's a big name. She's a pretty Mm -hmm. big name. Overall though, I yeah, I bad voice acting would take us out of it. And I don't think any of us really found anything in this game to say that there was even even an, an inkling of a poor performance. One well, on the left during
2: that same one I met. The, the
1: guy on the left. <laughs> that,
2: that, dude, that,
1: dude, that dude's horrible. A out. Little
2: scene. that other guy. I'm not believing he's cold. You know, one thing,
0: uh, since we're speaking on voice acting, and this isn't a knock on Kevin Conroy, I just think it's kind of, I don't know if it's there to be a joke or what, but every once in a while when Batman interrogates somebody for like a question, he'll say something, and the guy's like, please, don't hurt me. I'll tell you anything you want to know. And you'll be like, I knew you talk or something like that. But there's that isn't like a bad one. I heard one where he said night night. And I'm like, that does not fit well, basically. You know? like, you know, like there's ones that, that fit perfectly with it. And then some are some. I bet you they said, you know what, just say this. Just say this. One, see what, you know. And because they have so many like interrogations for Riddler guys and everything, they're like, you know what? You know, we'll just throw a couple of these weird ones in there, see if people are keep going after it. not 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 that bad performance just a weird place line but whatever yeah
2: Yeah, i noticed that one too that's
1: great that's great okay well i kind of want to just give you guys one last opportunity to discuss anything that we missed before i have one more little topic and then we'll kind of tie a bow on this whole thing um do you guys have
0: anything else you wanted to address
2: i love this game
1: you love this <laughs> game
0: <laughs> yeah I, I right don't, i don't want the franchise at the end i want the franchise to keep going on so that's the only thing i can say about it and yeah. so you're you're
1: you're hope hoping actively the rocksteady returns to form in some capacity soonish yeah right?
2: it's my favorite fighting style in any game i really hope that they keep it going uh the free follow combat is like that was my favorite Surprise! When I started playing Shadow War, was like, "Oh, I'm already good at this because I played Batman."
1: That's very similar, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, okay, like, I really hope they at least, if they can't keep going with the Batman license, that they release something with this style of combat in it again, because it's uh, it's cool to have like kind of a skill based combat rather than just a mash this until you have enough of a gauge that you can use a super move kind of. Mm-hmm. I, cry, I think as much as I love Devil May Cry. I like kind of having a feel of a tactic to my beat em up portion of a game. That, that makes sense. sense. That makes
1: sense. Okay, That's well cool. let me let me ask one question then of you guys, and then and then we'll we'll kind of call that. Asylum versus City. Uh which is the better game uh or why are they equally do good at what they do but so different in Feel, uh, yeah, Chris. You had already said that Arkham was was your favorite there. Um, Asylum, yeah, that's how. Or aside, Arkham, yeah. Yeah. Asylum, yeah. Asylum was the better for for you. Why do you? I guess in in a sentence or two, can you tell us why that is?
3: I mean, it's been a long time since I played it, but I thoroughly remember enjoying it um, and liking just the combat and how everything f- flowed. I think because of Spider Man, that's why I look at this one. Differently, because
1: Spider-Man okay. did it better. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Ryan, you said earlier, city um,
0: justify your your stance there. But the boss battles are significantly better in this game. The f- uh, I, I I still hate the Scarecrow missions in the first game. I do not like the final Joker battle. I love the more open world feel. It makes it makes you feel more like the Bat as opposed to. Uh, and I hate this word. I ha- I kind of hate the term Metroidvania now. It's almost like it nails on. a checklist. You're just kind of over it. Yeah. And anytime I hear like, oh, this is the Metroidvania game, I'm like, pass. I I, I just I've, I'm done with that franchise or that style of game for a while now. This one feels less like that. So, I I feel I feel as if this is a better Batman game, and I like the boss battles and the Easter eggs, and I I just think it's the better all overall better Batman overall game. game. Okay.
1: Okay. Now, Jason, you have played both. Uh, I have only played city, so I, I'm going to abstain from this. So uh, I will let you be the deciding factor here. Asylum or city.
2: Ooh, it's all up to me. Well, <laughs> I do say city, but there are some things that I felt, from, especially from a couple of your guys' perspective. Asylum is more like on beat. Go here, go here, go here, go here. Boss battles where you would expect them. Not a, enough side stuff that it's not distracting. Not too many riddler trophies, but city. It's more of the Batman experience. Like you feel like you're protecting the city. You feel not just surviving yourself, basically, to make it out, stop the Joker. You're you've got more of a purpose, and there's more. I like, like I said, I, I like having side things to do to kind of keep the game going. Once you're done Asylum, you're pretty much just done, unless you're doing Riddler stuff. This game, there you can leave the side missions till later. Uh, I like being able to traverse the city as janky as it was sometimes when, you know, you can grapple onto things that were right in front of you. You're Like I grappled on that before. Just Just the feeling of like you could patrol areas and just take out people. The story I think I liked a lot better. and and the boss battles i like the ending is one of my favorite endings of a batman story overall not just in the games and i think it was a perfect setup for what the rest of the series would become
1: okay okay very good so so that's where we fall If you have differing opinions, let us know your thoughts on the forums over at cartridgeclub.org, which is where we normally discuss the game of the month, as well as on our other social platforms. But the the forums really allow you to put some big thought into it. So, Ryan, I want to kick over to you. uh, And you have a couple of community impressions from people who've vocalized their thoughts about the game over the span of the month. What do you got?
0: So I got Boomer Ryan here, and he says he's played this game so many times. The combat, the story, the visuals, they just completely knock it out of the park. One of Mark Hamill's best voice acting performances, in his opinion. He says, you know, he's got some more advice. Don't rush through the game. Like I said, Musty. Take your time and assess what's around you. We also have Pam, and she says, I love the voice acting and the character designs of Arkham City, but she much prefers the smaller scope of Arkham Asylum. She doesn't think the open world feel really added anything to the game. Uh, and she really enjoys the Metroidvania feel, I guess, of the first game. And then I have Top Spot. Now he's got a whole list of stuff again. Thanks again, Top Spot. Uh, but I'm just going <laughs> to conclude this first little snippet of here. Right here, he goes, "I enjoyed playing this game much more than last month's game, Uncharted 2." And not comparing their qualities, just that he really enjoyed playing Arkham City. So uh, thank you very much for posting that stuff right here uh, on the forum. No, I,
1: I, sh- I should point out, Top Spot also tried this game out in 3D.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know, and that's one thing I remember that was kind of like a selling point for this game. I can't remember if Asylum had 3D built in for the, at least the PS3 version, but I always remember wanting to at least see how it looked. I remember that was a big kind of selling point for like PS3 version.
2: Yeah, I, I, I was actually kind of wondering when I was purchasing Return to Arkham if it would work in the in the VR because a lot of the other
1: like you can watch 3D movies and stuff in the VR, mm. it all pops really well. Chris You should know. you should tell them and get them to like patch that in because that would be pretty sweet.
2: It would be I, I love VR and I need more excuse to I think <laughs> more games need to utilize that besides the VR games. It just makes for a cool experience. For sure.
1: And and again we want to thank everyone who takes the time to talk about the games of the month and interacting with us as well. And so I want to let you know again before we say goodbye to our panel, and before we put a tie a bow on this whole thing, uh, I want to reiterate that in August, we are playing our patron selected game of the month. Every year, uh, our club patrons get to nominate uh, certain levels, get to nominate a game of the month, and then we have a vote from all the patrons to select it. And this year, Chrono Trigger was selected as the Game of the Month for August, and this will be our Season 6 finale. Now, if you are playing along or if you're just discussing the game with us, make sure you let us know by using the hashtag PlayAlongWithPrime on whatever social media platform that you frequent. We are doing something special for people who do that with a draw to help select an additional game later on in Season 7. For those of you who maybe Chrono is not your deal, if you want to get a head start on our September Game of the Month, our Season 7 premiere, we are playing StarCraft. This is free on Battle.net. There is a remaster also available for a fairly affordable price. As well, if you're ever interested in being, being a guest on this show, please reach out to us. We're always looking forward to having new community members, just like Chris and Jason, on to talk about the games that they love. We also do have our sister podcast, which is Cartridge Club Portable. And in the month of August, they will be playing the Angry Video Game Nerd Adventures, which I believe is available on the 3DS and other platforms. It is available as well on console if you're gonna if you aren't that into portable but want to get in on some ABGN stuff there. And lastly, to those who are interested in supporting the club beyond a review on the podcast app of your choice, I'd like to again mention that the club is entirely funded by pledges made from members of our community. We are extremely grateful to those of you who choose to support us like this. And if you're interested in becoming one of them, please take a look into how you can do that at patreon.com slash cartridge club. Ryan, again, I want to thank you for picking this game, uh, and I do want to let you... Uh, send off our panel
0: here. So uh, g- go ahead and uh, and and do that. So I want to say thanks to our panel for being here. Jason, where can we find you on the internet?
2: Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Corpse Flood uh, or Co- Corpse Flood Gaming. Just look it up. It's pretty easy to find. And on uh, YouTube is Corpse Flood Gaming. Or you can also hear me on the Game Tenants podcast or on the Game Grinder channel. Sauce. So, awesome. I'm everywhere. Music.
0: Thanks again for being here, helping us out.
2: Hey, thanks for having me and picking an
0: excellent game. Now, Chris, you also have a podcast. Where can we find you on the internet?
3: Yeah, so I uh, a podcast, Ramble, Record, Repeat, uh, or R3 podcast. We're on uh, uh, iTunes and Google uh, Play and uh, Podbean as well. I'm on uh, YouTube at Nintendo Hodge and Twitter, Instagram at Nintendo Hodge as well.
0: Cool. Thanks for being here. Thanks for helping us
1: out. And again, again, don't forget the Barry Game Exchange coming up in September.
3: Yes, Barry Game Exchange, September 15th. If you guys, uh, if you've never been, you need to come. Um, If you've been, thank you, and I hope to see you again. There's tons of videos on YouTube uh, about the Barry Game Exchange, so just go Google those and check it out. It's a a huge event and a big event for the Cartridge Club community as well.
2: Yeah, I first heard about it through uh, CJR. I've been following him for a while, and yeah, he's always talking about the and it looks awesome. I hope to make it someday, so maybe I'll, I'll make it one of my bucket list. Do it,
1: me must
0: that'd be, be awesome. It's yeah, we time. did. It was it was a great time.
2: Come pick me oh, up. Sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, as for myself, you can find me on Twitter at it's Rocket Sauce. I also have a Twitch page where I, I stream the game of the month. Next month will be a little bit more challenging for me because I'm playing on the uh, DS here, but uh, I am also on Instagram with the same handle as it's Rocket Sauce. So look for me there. Musty where can we find you on the internet
1: Yep so most prominently the social media that I am most active on is Twitter and that's at musty hobbit again I also am streaming the game of the month uh, every Monday night and that is at twitch.tv/musty hobbit uh, I also stream Wednesdays and Fridays although I do a variety of other things, including a playthrough right now of Final Fantasy VIII, which I plan to finish on the 20th anniversary of the North American release. But I hope that you guys can check us out there. And again, thank you for enjoying the show with us today. Uh, But we look forward to hearing from you over the next month as we play Chrono Trigger and CC Unite.